Welcome to Soul Chat, a platform created by Queens Recognize Queens to help bring out the queen in you and helping you master yourself holistically. We aim to be the light at the end of the tunnel with topics and guests that speak to your soul. So join us as we take you on an epic journey with powerful people sharing powerful stories and tools to bring out the best in you. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Soul Chat. I'm your girl, Em Tatora, and today I have my amazing, 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 amazing friend, Tristan Pope, all the way over from Trish Atelier. If you guys have not heard of her, first of all, you should have heard her podcast. Uh, she is our mindset bestie. In that podcast episode, we talked a lot about mindset um, and what it really takes to thrive. So today we're going to kind of get into a similar thing. But if you have not heard of heard of her, she is. That's, that's <laughs> by the way, Levi says hi. Um, she is the founder behind Trish Atelier. Her brand has been featured in a number of publications, including BET, XO, Nicole. She's been spotted. Uh, her, her designs have been spotted on Black China, just to name a few, just some amazing people. And I think at the end of the day, to me, what it represents is not only your grind, uh, but your ability to really have faith in your business and faith in who you are. And, and I know it's, it comes down to mindset and what you believe for yourself. So I just mm-hmm. want to say thank you so much for joining me again, because I know whoever needs this is going to be clapping and, and <laughs> hugging themselves when they leave, because you really are a mindset bestie. You know, you are, you are that person who shows up in the midst of the chaos of the world to provide a sounding board for, for self-love, self-improvement you know, and, and all things beautiful. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Thank okay. you. Thank you. I'm happy. I'm very, very happy to be here. I'm very happy to be back in front of your audience. Hello, everybody. Hopefully we can get into some deep things and get some people healed. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And honestly, <laughs> I think just before we really get into it, if you could just tell people a little bit more about yourself again, for those of people who might be tuning in again and did not hear that podcast episode, um, just tell them a little bit about yourself. I usually read bios, but I feel like we are, we, bios are for, you know, speaking engagements, but who you are is, you know, who is Trish, Tristan Pogue? Uh, I am a... Um... I am a, I'm your vibrant mindset bestie. I truly, truly believe that um, our energy uh, creates the world around us. So I move in that way through the world. Um, I am the owner and designer of Trisha Lear. Um, I started my brand back in 2015, late 2015. um, And I built that brand when I was homeless um, and living out of my car and on the sand of the beach here in LA. Um, And I have been blessed um, with um, the ability to just not see, just tunnel vision, you know, to be able to thrive and work and build myself up and pick myself up after being uh, told no and failing. And um, now I move with that type of light in the world. And I try to help other people see their light in the world. And I do it all while smiling, which is a great thing. Um, I am spiritual. 
Uh, I definitely believe that uh, staying connected to um, whatever you decide to call it, the universe, the source, I say it's God. Um, it's so, so, so important um, to building yourself up and having peace of mind. Um, and I truly believe in, you know, having a sound mind, like a, a sound mindset um, moving through this world and helping other people and just creating um, avenues for healing for others. So I'm just here. Um, I'm happy to help. Um, I'm happy to spread love. And that's what I want to inspire in everyone else. Yeah, and you definitely do that. You definitely do that. And um, honestly, I think you do more than that. You do, you do so much more. And, and it, you really, yeah. if you guys have not tuned into that podcast episode, it's episode number three. And it'll kind of give you a little bit of a background of, um, of Trish. It's also available on YouTube if you guys want to check out the YouTube um, episode where we had a Sunday soul chat. So we kind of been rocking out for some time and I really gravitate towards people where it's a feel thing. I'm a feel person. If I, I have to really feel you and there's people that I just like, I'm like, I love her, you know, and you are definitely one of those people. And I agree, you know, I agree that a sound mind does come from healing, right? You can't have a sound yeah. mind if we have not healed parts of us, which you guys have to check out the podcast. You have to check out the Sunday Soul Chat after you listen to this to really just hear Trisha's story, you know, because stories really are simply building blocks. And if we're able to really use them as such, you know, I think that is that gives us the ability to have tunnel vision and, and a reference of like, I don't want that. You know, I don't want mm -hmm. that, whether that's for, other millennials are aged, whether that's for, you know, young girls or, you know, the people who are going to be surrounded by us to be able to feel something different. Cause many of us haven't even felt love, you know, and much like you, right. I, that's why I gravitated towards you. Cause you say, I love you all the time too. And that's <laughs> yes. My favorite thing to say. <laughs> yeah. And that's me too. And I feel like people look at me crazy and I've even seen people, you know, kind of like, comment towards my post like how are you just saying you you love people like how do you just say I love yeah. people it's not genuine it's not and I'm like how do you figure that like that's what we're created yeah. to do and you don't know how much you know we don't hear and then just saying that to someone could just brighten their whole spirit you know and change the direction of their absolutely own. I think that I think people are so used to um having to work for love and winning it that they don't realize that it's okay to just have it. It's okay to just accept it. And it's okay to just be loved without, you know what I mean? Just genuinely loved without having to put whatever work they think uh, equates getting love towards it. And I think saying, I love you so, so, so much to people. I mean, I've gotten the same reaction. I've gotten the, what do you mean? You don't even know my last name. How do you love me? I can't love you. I can't be a human and love another human being. Like, why do I have to know, you know, everything about you to love you, to love on you, to spread love to you. You know what I mean? So if people have a hard time wrapping their minds around it, but um, I'll never change. And I think you, I don't think you should either. I think that I they will catch up to us eventually. I won't. And I think when you, when you really work on yourself, because for me, healing is, is every day, right? I'm looking at the yeah. stuff that I do, the stuff that I say, and I'm not beating myself up, you know, I'm really just looking at it like, all right, you know, where did that come from, right? Or mm -hmm. you know, things mm -hmm. other people might say, you know, I'm always kind of just reflecting because I feel like mm -hmm. we're just here to remember we're whole. We're here to remember, 
you don't have to, when you reject love and someone saying they love you, I mean, you have to be able to look at that as that comes from hurt, right? That comes from pain. That yeah. comes from like that comes from scarcity. There's not enough love, right? There's just you, yeah. You couldn't you couldn't dare say you love me and not know me. Like it doesn't have to yeah. be romantic. It doesn't have to be tied to like you said. You said that so perfectly. Winning, having to win someone over or win their love or be deserving enough to be loved. You know. So mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. I think that really represents our inability to receive love and also be open to healing and be open to our pain and our story and where we have come from um, and be willing to release it and let go and, 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 and learn new things and accept new things. Yeah. Accept someone saying they yeah. love without questioning their motives. Yeah. Absolutely. 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 I think it's important for yeah, when, when, Go ahead. Go ahead. Once you get a little bit of healing, you get to, not even just a little bit, but once you begin to heal and you just um, get in the presence of healing and understand how it feels, whether that means you start learning the skills to help you with your triggers or, you know, uh, you start seeing why you fight or flight, you know, whatever the case is, um, it, it will show you why you're beating off love, why you're so um, skeptical about it, you know, because it should be, it should never be weird to love someone, even if you don't know them. See, I'm from the country, right, where my grandparents raised me in East, East Texas, Sulphur Springs, Texas. So we were in a small, we were in a small city, and we had one Walmart there, right, we called it Club Walmart. Everybody knew everybody, and even though, you know, I might not have known your last name, I knew somewhere down the line you was my cousin, so when I saw you, I was, what's up, cousin, I love you, you know, it was just so much love so that it, it stems from my childhood where, you know, um, before any bad things happened, my subconscious was raised with my grandparents who showed me, like, you wave at everybody. You love everybody. There's no, you know, there's no need to be scared of these people. Let's love them. Now, yeah, coming to L.A. and getting older taught me how to be a little bit more concerned about, oh, my gosh. But, you know, it's still okay to love. And I think that that comes with healing for people. Yeah, I completely agree with that wholeheartedly. And I think that's why it's so intimidating. I think healing is intimidating because I was watching an interview today with Ayala Van Zandt and, you know, it's kind of like you think, I, I, and, and that always reminds me of why people are so hesitant to go to therapy or, or hire a coach because I think consciously we know it's not as easy as we desire it to be. It's not like, you know, you, it's not like you go meditate and all of a sudden you're, you're peaceful and you know, your, your perception has changed. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes a couple times. <laughs> it takes a couple times. He's just like over here cracking up. He said, I'm in this podcast too. Right, right, right. <laughs> Um, I think it's, it's kind of like the, it's like, it's like going to school, you know, it's like, you think, you know, college to me is more about your ability to persevere than it is the testament necessarily of Absolutely. smart, you know, are you a smart person? Um, and it's, it's, it's time. I think all these things come to the surface, whether it's the things that happen in politics, whether it's the things that are happening around our world to show us 
the things we need to address that we have not addressed, the things we need to take heed to that we have not taken heed to, really even as simple as a piece, you know, a sound mind, right? It, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess I don't, I don't see, or, you know, a, a lot of times because I do have an online business as well, I'm out in the public, but not, you know, I don't work nine to five, so I don't have to necessarily go outside every day. Um, right. Being able to see how many people really suffer from anxiety, how many people really suffer um, from, you know, having panic attacks or loneliness. Loneliness was something that I was like, really? It's like a public health concern. Mm-hmm. Because, really, because also social media, we don't feel the need to connect with people one-on-one and in person. We feel like we have communities online. We have community Mm -hmm. uh, with the people we know online, which kind of takes out that human connection. Um, I really want you to share with us, for you, what is your process? You've shared with me a little bit about what your routine looks like. And I think routine, they always say routine, your your next level is family. So for you, as far as mindset, what are some of the pillars and some of the things that you have to do to make sure you have a sound mind? Um, Oh, good question. Amazing question. Um, Some of the things, and I'll try to narrow them down for you guys. I think some of the most important things for me um, when I'm alone, we'll start there. When When I'm alone, I think it's important for me to be able to meditate. Um, so I start my days early and, um, I think that, you know, the early bird gets the worm. I've always done that. I think we talked about this in our last podcast, um, about really getting up early and starting an, an, an early day. But, um, I get up early I meditate. Um, I journal, um, I manifest and I do yoga. Now for me, um, the meditating, the journaling and the manifesting are really just a one with self thing um I am very just like you know I'm still I'm finding stillness in my mind I'm finding stillness in my surroundings um and I'm really tapping into me being present in the moment once I get into yoga it's my movement meditation so it's a little bit different um it helps me to realize that my body is literally my temple um you know it it can do a, a whole bunch of things that I didn't think it could do before I woke up that day but once I get into yoga it could do a lot that I didn't know um and those things kind of solidify the me-to-me um, morning routine and the me-to-me need that I have every day. I also don't sleep with my phone in my room. Um, just touching back on the social media being a thing that keeps connection uh, to a low, to a minimum these days. I leave my phone in my car <laughs> in the morning. I leave it in the car the night before. I wouldn't advise anybody else if you're in, in an unsafe place to do this, but if you have somewhere where you can leave your phone to where you can really be away from your phone, that would be ideal. Um, I realized when I started doing that, that I didn't have control. I wanted to get up and see, okay, well, did I hear a ding? Did I hear a message come through? I was just way too connected to my to my phone. And so I started leaving it in my car um, after watching Jay study, Shetty, and um, I leave it there overnight. And I'm forced in the morning to connect with myself, um, with my spirit, with my mind, with my manifestations, with my yoga movement before I can even go outside for, for the gym, right? Um, for community, and I think that there's a lot of different ways that you, you, you connect. Um, 
uh, you can do it for yourself and you can do it with community. I like to keep a circle of people around me who are for me. And sometimes that takes um, evaluation, like frequently, like I frequently evaluate the people who are around me, like, okay, you know, did that action, not saying that I'm always saying, you know, you're on the chopping block, but I, I always want to make sure that I'm making the right decision for my own mental health, for my own future. Um, so evaluating the people who are around me, um, realizing that it's okay to cut people, not cut people out of your life, but to make a decision to transition people out of your life when they are no longer pouring into you, watering you, or they don't see your light, and vice versa. If you don't feel like you're pouring into someone and you're just there to be there, you're not helping them. Please, like, understand that. So um, I, I do that on a regular basis. Um, so community for me is very experiential because I have actual people around me versus being on my phone and um, building that community and never seeing people, but also, you know, calling people, texting people. I think I've texted you out of the blue all the time. Hey, I love you. I yes. miss you. I want you to know that you're loved. Uh, your kids are amazing. And I, I hope you're okay. Hey, if you need anything, you know, let me know. Just that simple thing. It doesn't only bring joy to the person who sees it, but it brings peace to me to know that I still have a connection with you enough that I can say from, from I mean, miles away, all right, cities, towns, states away, you're all the way over there on the East Coast. I'm on the West, the West side. I'm on the West side, you know, and to still be able to spread that much love and have you feel it is really, really important to me and really connects me and grounds me. Um, but also, you know, I, there, I mean, there's so many things. I, I'm spiritual. Um, so throughout my day, I pray. Um, throughout my day, I try to do my, do my best to be uh, as godly as possible. Um, <laughs> that's not going to always happen, but I'm doing what I can. And to know that I'm doing my best is something that I am okay with. Yeah. Yeah. I love everything that you said, and I totally have the same routine, minus the yoga, but I have been getting into yoga, um, and, I, and mm -hmm. I actually think I want to teach it eventually, but, um, <gasps> what? I teach it, yay, we can do no it, yay, I didn't know, well, yes, you do, you have your, well, we'll get into that, because you got some new things yeah. coming out the woodwork, yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> especially for my booty, like, not for nothing, oh, yes. I love my booty, um, you know, but I, I definitely know there's, there's certain muscles, you know, there's definitely areas that I know you, you could help, you could help me work. Yeah. With, um, yoga bodies are real. People don't understand that, but yoga bodies are real. Like, yeah. Booties, bodies, all that. You said that. So I've been teaching this meditation. So this week will be my second time teaching it in person. And the, the gentleman who allows me to use his space, I didn't even know it was his like apartment, which is, it's actually beautiful because you would never know. It's a yoga studio. Um, it's mm -hmm. a beautiful, like posh apartment with not even posh. It's really just like, it has at least a hundred plants, probably 30 salt rock lamps. It's just amazing. Like I can't even, I, I can't even tell you how amazing it is. But when it comes to meditation, um, yoga, what I had said to him about yoga is, what I've learned that, you know, in life, you can do things with extreme grit and pain and, and, and still be successful, right? Mm -hmm. And so, like, when it comes to yoga and using yoga as a workout tool, you can build that same body that you could, you could build, you know, doing a rigorous, you know, uh, heavy, hard-hitting workout, 
Mm-hmm. 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 It really is our ability to be flexible. You know, you know, as I get older and have more babies, you know, especially after this child specifically and just hip pains. And it's like, I know that that's not normal. You know, I know it's not yeah. normal, like that we should be like, oh, I'm old. And all of a sudden my knees hurt. Like, sis, have you stretched in a while? Yeah. Do you move yeah. around? Do you do, do you do, do you exercise? Do you move your body around, um, you know, and stretch out ligaments that need to be stretched, you know, so. I'm excited to really see what you've got going on. And definitely, <laughs> it's, it's 90%. I'm, I'm definitely considering add, adding it to uh, my toolbox. But I think also one of the important things that you noted is, and it's one of the things I say all the time, is like mindset gets no days off. No days oh, yeah. off, no time off. You can't like meditate for five minutes and then be like, all right, like I'm supposed to have a great day. No, it's like, because you meditated, because you touched base with yourself, to me, it creates an anchor of awareness of, okay, so when this thing happens, because things are always happening, do I remember what it's like to be at peace? Do I have that awareness to know that this happened for me and that I'm talking to myself positively in the midst of this circumstance so that I'm not creating more you know you said manifesting i'm not manifesting more things that i don't want um Mm -hmm. and i love that you just kind of gave a breakdown of like you know what what a a full day should look like and the variations of how we can approach that um yeah to you know i think people don't realize and this is the thing i've been on really this year is simple to me simple i created the acronym of small intentions most multiply the possibilities of life every day because people doubt that five minutes of meditation every day opposed to like you just don't meditate at all so how do you expect to ever become peaceful how do you yeah. expect to yeah. ever give to yourself and you you said it you're giving to you you're, most of the times we're waking up giving to other people, looking at our emails, looking at social media. You know, I used to have bosses that would text me before, before nine. And I was a mess. <laughs> like, I was a hot mess express, you know, and you're not taking <laughs> that time or even knowing, and this is a perfect segue into, I really wanted to talk to you about self-love because I think you have a tremendous amount of love for yourself. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's shown really just through your actions and how you treat yourself and in the things you say. But, um, you know, we don't recognize that even as a mom, as moms, as, especially as parents, you know, mm-hmm. you don't, a lot of times we're, we give, 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 give as women, we, we just give, 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 give. And if we don't mm-hmm. find a pillar, a, a routine, something that says, I'm going to give to me first, so that I can give from a cup that's overflowing and not from depletion, not from necessity, not from I have to or I should, um, but because we deserve it. Um, And I really think that, you know, I think self-love, self-discovery, self-care, all those things to me fall into one category. Um, I would love to know you know, do you see your routine as an act of self-love? And what, what is self-love to you? How would you define it for yourself? Um, I definitely see my routine as an act of self-love. Um, I think that, like, like you said before, we are so, 
we're so busy being busy <laughs> that we are unable to truly give the time that we need to ourselves. Um, and just circling back to mindfulness, mindfulness is not something that, uh, you, there's no guarantee that you'll find this word that we're trying to grab onto peace. But there is a guarantee that you will, you will begin to create space in your mind where you can cultivate um, soundness, stillness, where you can cultivate uh, a space where you can say, okay, this is my space right here for me to put, to, for me to load that stress into and then dissect it one by one. Instead, instead of for me trying to take it off, bite it off by big bites, this is, this is my space. If you don't take that 5, 10, 15, 30, maybe in a, even an hour, which is not necessary, but if you are, um, you know, if you're willing to do an hour of meditation a day, if you don't take that time to meditate every single day, you are cheating yourself from the opportunity to have a space in your mind with your busy mind. Just think about how crazy our minds go every single day, even to the point where we're, we can't sleep at night, some of us. Um, you're, you're cheating yourself a space where you can find um, a little bit of stillness, right? Where you can start to cultivate that little bit of peace, where you can understand why you reacted the way you reacted, where you can um, talk to yourself, consult yourself, and maybe act different the next time or, uh, you know, react different the next time. So um, I just wanted to circle back on that. So it's not saying like, I'm doing this, I'm doing this every day, but I have no peace. Okay, well, just, you know, give yourself some time. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, stop looking for peace and look for stillness. Be, be, be very quiet. Start to understand what's going on in your mind and why you're thinking about your thinking. So I um, wanted to circle back on that. But as far as self-love goes, absolutely. Um, I think that self-love, self-care, self-awareness all fall into the same um, circle just as you do. Um, and I think that getting up in the morning and saying, you know, saying to myself without even having to verbally say it that I'm important by doing the things that keep me still, doing the things that keep me happy and doing the things that keep me going is very important. Maybe you don't have a, a morning routine that involves um, manifestation and yoga. Maybe you meditate and go straight to the gym. Maybe you go straight to the gym and while you're there, you're listening to sound and music and you can meditate while you're moving. That's also something that you can do to start opening your mind and that's also a form of self-love and self-care um for me i think that self-love starts with forgiving myself um and that was very hard for me growing up because of our story that we went over in our previous podcast um forgiving myself for things that i may have thought i did wrong but once i started to forgive myself and realize i'm never going to be perfect that's not an actual thing um, I started to love myself and all of my insecurities, all, all of my flaws, and they started to look less like flaws and less like insecurities and more like just Tristan, you know what I mean? They just looked like more, more like me, and that was okay for me. Um, so, you know, me getting a, a good hold of my morning routine and me accepting and forgiving myself for things that I may or may, may have not done has really took a toll on my own life um, and my own self-care regimen. Um, I think for me, self-care looks like happiness. It looks like joy and it looks like it's spilling over into other people. I don't think when you, I think when you love yourself, um, it's, it radiates from you, if that makes any sense. I don't know if it, if it makes any sense, but I truly think it radiates from you. Um, whether that means it's online or in person, over the phone, whatever the case is, I think that it radiates from you because you're truly accepting, you're accepting of yourself. Um, and you're realizing that 
every day is a lesson. We're all students in this thing we call life and trying to be perfect is insane. So to accept that I'm still learning, you know, at no matter what age you are, um, and because I'm still learning, um, I still have time to grow is so, so, so vital and so important to um, your self-love journey. I completely agree wholeheartedly, um, and you made so many amazing points. So I hope that you guys have pens and notebooks available um, for all these podcasts, actually, because there should always be something that you can walk away with. And it reminds me of when you said, you know, we, we radiate it, you know, it goes back to what I had said earlier, which was, you know, um, the quote was when we don't, when we don't see representation, we look for validation. So if we're not representing, you know, with that same quote, we're not representing what, what loving ourselves looks like, or even just trying to find, you know, for some of us, maybe where we're at on our journeys, we haven't completely loved ourselves. We haven't completely mm-hmm. Um, been able to, to, to know what that looks like. Cause I think just like emotions, you know, there's just certain things we're not taught. We're not, no one's sitting there, you know, you don't go through a self-love class in high school to teach you self-esteem and you know, how to love on yourself. We have to figure it out, you know, and I always tell people, you know, if, if you don't know what something looks like, you definitely know what it does not look like. Right. So, you know, what, yeah. situations maybe you're in that don't look like you're loving on yourself um and we we're seeking validation and we're seeking to fill that hole and i find that a discussion i had seen uh with ayana vanzant she said something specifically about black women she said black women you know basically hating on each other is an act of violence oh absolutely Yeah, I thought about it, you know, and it's really like when we don't love ourselves, you know, going back to you saying the radiating point, you know, you're not radiating and you're trying to fill a hole by making other people feel less than. Yeah. We can't recognize that and we can't recognize, um, we we briefly also talked about, you know, you know, just cattiness or, or women, you know, spilling other women's business and, you know, not really being supportive of each other in an authentic way like authentically mm-hmm. not because oh well i think you have a lot of followers so let me get something out of you or you have yeah. out. let me let me try to be your friend because there's a lot of that right it, our value systems aren't really you know aligned towards authenticity and authentic relationships all the time um, you know, so I think when we, when we do love ourselves, absolutely radiate it. You know, I think self-love is that ability to pour from a cup that's overflowing and not mm-hmm. giving from an empty cup. Because when you give from an empty cup, you, you leave for resentfulness and, um, you know, being disappointed and, 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 and feeling walked all over, you know, and I know I've personally felt that myself. Um, and, and. That's even a perfect lead. And so my next thing I really wanted to chat about. <laughs> see, we see how we just vibe. We just perfectly go together. <laughs> all the time. All the time. I think all conversations we have can be a podcast, honestly. Um, yeah, same. One of the things that I think to you, about you that I also love, which was something that I'm happy. I'm really, really happy that I had it instilled in me from my grandmother. So I know you have a grandmother you love as well, um, mm-hmm. was faith the ability to have faith. And to me, you know, we talk about mindfulness, um, 
you know, and you, you said it perfectly too, you said creating space. And I think we don't, we're too much attached to a word than we are to, you know, what is this doing for me as far as energy and, and creating space for something new, so whether, whether that's new thoughts, whether that's, you know, new discoveries about yourself, whether that's, you know, healing yourself because you recognize, wow, like I'm, I, I self-medicate by shopping or drinking or, you know, going out every weekend or whatever it might be. You know, I think there's so much space that we create that we don't recognize. And faith to me, when you have faith, to me, that's like the first pillar of having the ability to even want to pursue a sound mind. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely does. Um, my faith has been built over years and years and I well, decades now and from a very young age. Um, but let's say you don't come from a Baptist family where your grandmother is the first lady and your grandfather is the, the pastor of the church um, in East Texas. Let's say that's not your upbringing. I still think that having um, faith in whatever you decide, choose to call it, like I said, whether it be the source, um, the universe, um, but like I said, I call it the big guy. You know, I call, I call it God. Having my faith in God has always structured um, an openness for me to want to be more mindful. Um, now, maybe I didn't know how to do it before because I was younger and from where I come from, you know, it's taboo. We don't, we don't go to therapy. We don't meditate. We go to God and that's it. Literally, that's all, you know, and, and we weren't able to, um, to see uh, anything, any other avenue but that. But as I got older, I started to see, um, and seeing is truly believing because once I started meditating, um, and finding that mindfulness, it changed my life. But again, let's, let's say that's not your, uh, your upbringing, that you didn't come up in the church and you just still want to find mindfulness. Um, I do think that tapping into your faith is so important. In the Bible, in several different um, scriptures, it talks about Jesus going to be mindful, going to be alone, going to find stillness. And it's so crazy because every, every single one of those times, that's when he's visited by God. You know, that's when he's talked to, that's when he gets his blessings. So, um, you know, you, have to, you just have to make a conscious decision to make time to find that mindfulness um, and let it be fueled by your faith. You know, so maybe you're like, I don't know if I, this is right. I don't know if I want to do it. And I, like, let your faith fuel you being at more peace, finding more space for your, your mind, you know, um, getting a little bit more clarity. Let that be the fuel for it. Um, and I definitely think that I see a lot of people in this world, even in this, this profession, um, who meditate a lot or who teach meditation, who come from faith-instilled backgrounds, you know? And um, I think that it's really important for us to start to um, transition the people who didn't come from faith-instilled backgrounds to see that this is still something that will transform your life, transform your mind, um, transform where you are, you know? Um, so yeah, faith is extremely, extremely important. Yeah. And I love that you said that because I come, you know, I definitely come from, my grandmother wasn't, you know, we, she raised my mother Catholic, mm -hmm. but in the same breath, you know, they didn't go to church every Sunday. Um, mm -hmm. She just had great, great faith, you know, and I grew up, I grew up Pentecostal um, when mm -hmm. it came to, you know, actually going to church. I used to go to church with my friends. And it's funny because I have a lot of followers who, 
you know, I got a message the other day of somebody who's Christian, who is Christian, but because of, you know, taboos and different beliefs, they're hesitant to try meditation because of a belief that, you know, maybe it's only for Buddhists or Hindus or whatever perceptions people have about it. And like you said, I think there's many different religions that have people who specifically talk about stillness right you know Absolutely. you could call it whatever you want but when you can still your mind um you really just see things very differently you're able to see things differently and i think you and i both know i think when it comes to mindset mindset is perspective right and if you're mm -hmm. able to tap into a calmer perspective right because when you're in your emotions we all know when we're angry you're not thinking clearly and expect clarity or to hit your target the way you desire to hit it you know um, mm -hmm. you, it, it really is a place of power it really is a place of um, clarity and focus and, and healing honestly for me especially because I talk so much about healing I know that I had already learned some tools as a, you know, teenager having to go through my own story. Um, but when I really started to meditate and take it seriously, and like you said, you have to give it time. I don't really believe mm -hmm. I sat down looking for peace. I don't really remember that. I just felt like my faith had, like you said, it kind of walked me into meditation. Um, and there were a lot of things about it in the beginning that didn't feel right. So I didn't do those things. I'm like, okay, I don't like this chant that's happening right now. Like, right, 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 right. You know, and instead of trying to push myself, like you have to because you want peace or whatever it is, you know, I just didn't do that. I followed, you know, that, that, uh, that want for stillness. And it, it really helped me be a better leader. I always tell people the story about me just becoming a better leader or even learning, you know, like if I say good morning to somebody, I used to work with this lady that it was around the time where I really started meditating. And as I began to take it seriously, you know, she wouldn't say good morning. I would say good morning to her. And I mean, she was like super rude. It wasn't even like, like she would give you a, like a whole sound Ooh. and everything. Like, yeah, seriously. <laughs> it was that ability to be reflective, to not take things personal and to think in a higher mind. Like, you know what? I really feel really sorry for you because you're so upset in your own life. You have something happening with you that you can't even acknowledge my kindness, my kind gesture mm -hmm. toward mm -hmm. So why am I going to let you ruin my day? Cause you didn't say good, you know, good morning back or when you hold the door, mm -hmm. for me, whatever it might be. You know, I think it just helps. It helped me personally take a lot less things personal. And even still to this day, it's not that once in a blue, I don't take things personal. I have to catch myself like, okay, you're bugging. It's not about you. Mm -hmm. um, but mm -hmm. in the same breath, I mean, I really became an amazing leader to where I was able to look back at myself like, you should be proud of yourself. You should be really proud of yourself that, you know, I was able to use that tool to really be able to lead from a place of love and not from a place of I'm the boss, I'm the leader. And whatever I say, you got to listen, you know, and, and recognize my own projections and, you know, all the other stuff that I was dealing with that wasn't allowing me to grow. And to me, that's, that's how we become successful. I feel like the success is in that ability to, 
you said it so perfectly too. I hope I could catch it on the previous thing that I recorded. I <laughs> you know, when it comes to, you know, connecting with people in business, when it comes to our next level, I really do believe, and I've personally followed this too, you know, you think, you know, you think that connecting with the right person or, or, or I say that connecting with an influential person is going to guarantee your success. And to me, it's yeah. a lesson of, you know, how connected to source and to goodness are you in your own life, you know, and being able to, you know, follow the breadcrumbs. I have a friend who calls it breadcrumbs follow the breadcrumbs of goodness and what feels good and you know what what serves I don't want to say that I keep saying goodness because I feel like that's the only thought that I keep thinking just just our light in a positive way opposed to I feel like when we don't follow that we're sacrificing ourselves to some degree or we're unhappy when I was a leader in, a, in different shoes, you know, I was sacrificing a lot and I was really unhappy and I was leading from the place of pain and hurt and wanting to be seen and wanting to be heard, um, opposed to knowing that, like, that's a gift to be able to, to be called upon to, to be a leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I truly, like I said before, um, you know, these connections, whether it be someone who you, 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 say is influential or not influential they have to be genuine connections you know what I mean because without a genuine connection um it taints you it taints your brand it taints your business and honestly it taints your heart it taints your mindset and it taints your ability to lead like if you have someone in your corner that you're trying to connect with um who is just not it's not a genuine connection it's not going to go over well in a lot of different aspects in your life um, so I think it's about taking a step back and, uh, you know, seeing what is going to work best for you and what is going to be um, not what's, what's going to work best for your health as well, your mental health. Like if somebody just has a whole bunch of followers, that doesn't mean that they're good for you and what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like um, these connections are they, they have to be on a different level. I think we're, we're doing surface level connections these days and it's not working in so many ways and it's because they're only surface level. Um, you know, you look back on the people who you deem as being your best friends or maybe you had a best friend. I've had a best friend for 16 years. Her name is Allison. And when I say connected, I could cough right now and she would call me, hey, are you okay? That's how connected we are. And she's in Texas, okay? She would, she would feel a cough from Texas and call me and say, hey, you good? You know, so... That, and, and, and obviously I'm over-exaggerating, but that type of connection, if you could feel that type, connect, that type of connection before moving forward in anything, whether it be a business ship, a friendship, or a relationship, that is um, going to be your groundwork for everything that's going to blossom, you know, afterwards. So um, I definitely, definitely understand that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important for us to keep, you know, I think for the beginning things that we spoke about, whether it's you know, mindset, self-love, healing, um, self-discovery. I think, you know, when we are pursuing those things, it's so important to keep in mind, if you have a slither of knowledge of what it feels like, right? If you know, um, you know, maybe it's relationships, maybe it's a friendship, whatever it is, you, you have to at least have one example. You know, maybe it's your grandmother. You're like, I know my grandma loves me and my grandma would never... <laughs> 
Me. Right? Sometimes that's how I evaluate. I've actually, I, that makes me think about, I've evaluated a lot of my life from that perspective where I've thought about, mm-hmm. actually, it really came down to, instead of what would Jesus do, I always thought, what would Nona do? Right? When mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I had my friends when I was, you know, uh, early 20s talking me into being a stripper and how much money I could make. I just was like, what would Nona do? And when the, would she be proud of me? I don't think she would judge me too. Much. I think she would give me a quick pep talk and just let it go because she she's not mm-hmm. she's not one to harp about things. But in the same breath, you know, she would be like, you deserve better, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always think if we have something to reference of, you know, how something feels or um to really be able to tap into our intuition and know the difference. You know, to me, that's how we are able to to weed out the bad things. Um, and still, all in all, I think in, in the same breath, we are still going to make mistakes. We are still going to have to oh, yeah. trial and error. <laughs> um, Absolutely. quicker we learn and we really get to know self. And I feel like if you guys walk away with anything, I really hope this conversation is about knowing yourself and being able to tap into different aspects that are free. Right? I think meditation is free. Mm-hmm. You have a phone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most people have phones. Um, so loving yourself is free. You know, mm-hmm. healing is free. Um, you know, and a lot of us, if you don't, if you have health insurance, they now offer the ability to see a therapist and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's really just about knowing yourself enough to where you are able to navigate this world and awareness and faith and trust. Um, and continue to, to me, the next level is that, that self-awareness and that self-accountability um, of what you need to do to get to that next level and how you need to think, how you need to be. Um, and like I said, if you don't know, if you don't know what you want or where you want to go, you, will, you definitely know what you don't want. So yeah. always, for me, yeah. I always begin on the removal, the cleansing of those things. Yeah, that's the easiest way to tell. Like, you know what I mean? I have I have a um an example of what I don't want to do. So at least I have that example. So I definitely agree with that. Um you're amazing. What can I say? I love you. Um I wanted to talk about um the transition of what we're doing into yoga and into fitness and how that's been healing for me as well. I don't know if we have time though. Yes, we absolutely do. Um, before you leave us, I definitely wanted to, I want you to tell everybody, what are you working on? Um, and I love that you just said that, because isn't every little thing that we do a part of our healing? Oh, absolutely. That's like a absolutely. snap for that. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Nothing is, nothing is not in alignment with my healing. Everything is in alignment. Otherwise, I can't do it, you know? And so um, as of late, you know, I, I, got certified um I went on a little hiatus and I, I think I, I remember I we spoke through that hiatus from um social media around this time last year I went on a six month uh social media hiatus where I just stopped posting and I started really getting in tune with what I needed to get in tune with and I realized during that hiatus that I was doing a lot of things that I felt other people needed me to do to to keep up with the Joneses and none of us know who they are 
And um, right. <laughs> I realized while I was in that hiatus that I really needed to um, center myself, um, right, and get back on my morning routine, um, align myself with my healing, and do things that really spoke to my heart and my health and um, my elevation versus anything that anybody else wanted to do versus, you know, how they thought about it. So um, during that hiatus, uh, my brand, my my first brand, TA, Trisha Lear, it grew um, tremendously to God be the glory. Um, we expanded to Miami. Um, we uh, are now, you know, a bi-coastal brand. Um, we walked LA Fashion Week. Um, there was a lot of amazing, great, fulfilling things that I had prayed for a long time ago that came to pass in during this um, this little hiatus that I took. Um, I was able to really make my first investment on a piece of land. Um, and me being 28 and, you know, nobody in my family owning anything like that was such a huge deal for me. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I own a condo. This is insane. So it was great for me, and it really brought clarity to the things that I was doing uh, across the board, you know, how I was handling my money, how I was handling myself, how I handled how other people thought about me, um, how I was handling my business. Um, and so finding that clarity for me and finding that peace of mind for me was very important during this hiatus. Um, and during that time, you know, I took the time to uh, get certified in fitness um, and get certified in teaching yoga, and I had been uh, a lover of anything that involved movement anyway. So if you ever, if anyone in here follows me, you probably know that um, I'm always moving, always shaking, and always in a really great attitude. Um, but my body movement has always been a thing for me. Again, I come from Texas, and, um, you know, where we, a lot of my family members have diabetes. And, um, you know, I, I urge them to move. And I, I figure, you know, if I can get certified, I can help them move. And um, during the certification, I fell more and more in love with it, you know. I fell more and more in love with um, the fitness portion of it. Um, and I fell more and more in love with the yoga portion of it. So they're two different certifications. Um, and I went ahead and went with them. And they started to align with one another and begin to heal me more. Um, at that time, I added yoga into my morning routine, started really practicing it. Um, I'd work out every single day almost five days, five, six days out of the week and continue doing that. And I just realized, you know, this movement that people are so scared to take, this, this getting your body active in a way that's not saying, um, there, there, there are two different movements. You know, you get your body active in one way and that way is because I want to look good and I want people to tell me I look good. Mm -hmm. And then there's a, a way that says I want to feel good and I want to live long and I want to be happy and I want to be healthy. And if you can combine the two so that you can have both, it's ideal. Um, I'm more on the I want to feel good and I want to be happy and I want to live long and I want to live healthy and I want to be able to impact people in this world. And I realized that um, that's where my practice in both fitness and in yoga started to uh, gear towards. And so, um, you know, here in the upcoming of 2020, the new year, I'll be launching my fitness platform. It's called Fit and Flow. Um, and it will have, it will encompass a fusion of fitness and flow, which is yoga flow, um, vinyasa, ashtanga flow, um, that will, that I hope will help heal people, um, in whatever way they need healing, because truly connecting with your body, connecting with your spirit and connecting with your mind, um, is one of the most healing things that you can have aside from 
exterior healing, exterior thoughts, uh, you know, anyone telling you that you're this or you're that. You have to be feeling one with yourself in order to really get to that 100. Um, so I'm trying my best to offer that. Um, it'll be a lot of coaching with me. Um, and in, in the future, you know, there could be an app come out. I'm not, we're not there yet, but for now we are for, um, we're here with launching it in January and I'll be putting on classes as well because I truly believe that experiences are way more valuable than you just going through a screen, scrolling, tapping, and liking, um, you know, and I think if, if I can experience you, then um, you'll be blessed too to experience me. So um, I hope that, you know, this will fold over well with all of my audience. As far as I'm concerned, it's, it's gone well, but I also think that doing things that really fulfill you is a lot more important than doing things that will fulfill others. And I truly, truly believe in this project. And so I know that everyone will show up truly believing in it as well. Yeah. So I'm very excited. I agree. And I actually think it marries perfectly to your brand that you have already. Um, mm -hmm. I think a lot about your, your brand, your swim line is about self-acceptance in itself and self-love because Absolutely. this is our risque girl. <laughs> and I, and I, almost, I don't know if I said this to you in a text and I think I almost felt like I didn't say it because I didn't want to be like, oh, I'm just waiting for my body to get in, you know, to like be able to wear one yeah. of your swimsuits. It's like, why would I even think like that? You know what I mean? Why, yeah. why do we feel you know, like we have to be at this image in order to, you know, be in touch with our bodies. And honestly, one of the, like the, the suits to me are like ideal anyways for just being on a beach. Cause a lot of us don't want the ugly tan lines. I have bathing suits mm -hmm. I've that, you know, let's say it's like a, a zebra print, you know, I got a zebra print kind of tan, you know, and it's just not, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not cute at all. So I'm excited, <laughs> excited for all you have happening. And I want to make sure that we are able to follow you, to watch your journey. So can you just let us know where to follow you? Where can we find you? Woo. Okay. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you guys my personal Instagram account. And from there, you guys can check out my bio and go towards um, whether you want to go towards my brand or my fitness brand. But my personal Instagram account is at Tristan Pogue. So that's going to be T-R-I-S-H-S-T-O-N, P as in Paul, O-G-U-E. Um, no dashes, no underscores, just at Tristan Pogue. Um, please connect with me. If you have any questions, please ask me. I'm here to help. Um, I am I am still learning from Eb myself, so she can probably give you guys best help, but I am here if you need an ear. You are so amazing. Listen, we're lear I'm learning from you too, girl. <laughs> <laughs> we're so amazing. And that's, that's what I want people to take away as well. You know, that's the beauty of, you know, authentic, beautiful relationships is that you know there's really no it's just a give and take and it's natural it's not yeah it's not something you have to think about it's not even something you have to talk about it just is you know and that's really the beautiful thing about queens recognizing queens and i want to thank you so much for your time trish i know you can of course, of course. With me. <laughs> and, i know i'm happy to be here with you happy happy and thank you guys so much for tuning in Definitely tune in to next week's episode. Thank you, Trish. Of course. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thank you for tuning in to Soul Chat with your host, Ebony Tatora. 
Make sure you hit the subscribe button, leave a review, and if you love it, share it with your friends. And make sure you join us next week for another conversation with your soul, bringing you thought-provoking conversations that require you to look a little bit deeper than the surface.